and gents, welcome to episode 22 of Tales from the East and it's sponsored by Peachtree. So, uh, check out the beef cheek if you do happen to go in. It's delish, wasn't it, really? Oh, yeah. Sublime stuff. Um, now, we're back to our regular slot on Thursday mornings, aside from the monthly madness episode. So, if you're only tuning in for the first time, we normally record once a week, but we now have included a monthly special where we drink cans, chew fat, and talk shy, all Rovers related. So we're going to talk about our trip to the Czech Republic to see Rovers play Malada Boleslav in the last week. Uh, some interviews, the derby with the Orcs on Friday. So as usual, I am Gary Parsons and beside me is the Prof, Carl Riley. Prof, yeah. Everyone was calling me that in Prague. You are officially the Prof in Rovers circles, Riley. I mean, I'm kind of jealous of your nickname. A couple of strangers were calling me Charlie in Prague, so you probably call me that. <laughs> Not Lord Jules, no? No, no Lord Jules. No, that, no. Hasn't, that hasn't kicked off yet. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about the trip so charter at 10am Wednesday morning I get on the airport hopper at half 6 at the airport for 7 which is a fantastic service by the way hint hint airport hopper owner you're just looking for a sponsorship isn't it? <laughs> every opportunity yeah. uh, Dan Devine was injured Darren Amin didn't travel so there's no reason given although there has been plenty of speculation mm-hmm. lots of rumours yeah lots of rumours which we will not address uh, what else have we got yeah I forgot my bag in the blur of bottles of bulmers and lack of sleep from a 12 hour shift the night before uh, the airport staff retrieved us so I ended up at the front with the players Webby to my right Madden to my left and two gents I must say they they seem to be fully endorsing the Rovers way of life although Madden nearly made the list of hatred for pouring a couple of litres a couple of litres of waters in me gazelles <laughs> and how he did it without me noticing I have no idea I've Seriously, because, I mean, you're in close quarters on these airplanes. A couple of feet between the two of you, so I don't know how he did it. He has a rep as a prankster, doesn't he? Yeah, he's, I think I'll have to hit him hard with questions from the East End. You said the players were talking about questions from the yeah, East End, what questions really they've got and stuff. Yeah, they were comparing each other, slagging each other. Yeah. They really like the idea of the standoff as well, between the two highest scorers. So. Yeah, and the charter, um Ray Wilson had Super Docker to his right. Oh, so I say that was enjoyable a couple uh, of hours and he had an Australian gentleman to his left no relation oh that was Nate we met him yeah. on the way to the match lovely fella lives in Springfield actually he yeah. was the winner no Decker Cunningham gave him his winning Euro ticket Generous because fella, huh? he couldn't make it fair play to him yeah, so he was all uh, he was all rovers up and on the piss with us yeah, so we shared a taxi with John, Rod, Connolly and his lovely wife Maureen from the airport to our apartment. A couple of minutes to get in and the flag was flying high outside the window. Uh, the apartment was about the size of the 18-yard box compared to Reykjavik's six-yard box, wasn't it? <laughs> I mean, seriously. It was a lovely apartment, yeah. Not better than that four by four we had in Reykjavik. Slum, yeah. It was ridiculous. Literally just a bed. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. No toilet. A bed. Just You could shimmy to the slide out the door. It's they were just a bit, they might as well have had sliding doors was that yeah shimmy <laughs> out yeah. Uh, yeah so it was, really was a, a smashing trip so we uh, the Dubliner big beer garden now so it took a while for the place to come alive but um, it was a perfect base 250 a point central great staff who could take a bit of slagging and give it as well so it was like an old dungeon or railway station it reminded me of the vaults near the IFSC but uh, the weather was gorgeous now sing song in a band and it was good to meet some overseas hoops as well. You uh you met Kenny Barrett. I did, yeah. And his three brothers, all avid hoops, were there and the a big family connection. It's it's really cool to see. And Kenny is the one who got me into rovers, so big shout out to Kenny. Kenny says I save her for the show. Yeah, yeah, you know him, he always has something to say, doesn't he? Yeah. 
We have another big family in the Belsies who are going back to Oz right now. So we met them in uh, Iceland and Prague. And it's safe to say they are now fully-fledged hoops. And like I said, it's great to see so many members of different families all together following Rovers. So definitely a, a, a thing that we're into. Uh, they showed the Dundalk game, but not the Celtic game. But some hoops ended up in strange apartments watching the Celtic game. There's a will, there's a way. Yeah, big cheers went up in the Dubliner when uh, Rosenberg's winner went in. Oh, yeah. Some people don't feel that way, which is fair enough. Yeah, I, I mean, we can go on about this again. We'll go on about it another time we talk about it towards the end mm. of the season. But and Surprise, um, surprise, because Duff missed a big chance in yeah, extra time. Yeah, and you know what? It was all about his technique as well. His technique was terrible. He was leaning back, he'd fallen over. If he had stayed upright and just stroked that home, he'd be going through to the next round. But yep. as usual, he's probably he's like a puppy chasing the ball, isn't he? <laughs> uh, we ended up recruiting a few Russians to the Dubliner. And the American, or as Ray Wilson uh, referred to him as a born fucker. <laughs> oh, he said, "Don't ever introduce me to yeah, someone like that don't again." Don't ever introduce me to a, someone as boring as that fucker ever again. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the Russian girl was very friendly. That's all I'll say. Yeah, she liked you. She liked you, girl. She liked everyone. <laughs> liked everyone, male. <laughs> Uh, Dusseldorf Hoops meant to get in at 10 but that was delayed by a couple of hours Dan Fulham and the Gary Twig Supporters Club are cruising around Prague in a drop top limo which was very yeah, cool arriving in style yeah arriving in style <laughs> so in the middle of all the pints and madness in the Dubliner uh, a new song for Tomer was coined Yeah, that one went down a tree, didn't it? I had the whole place rocking. Right, so I'll let Carl talk about the Thursday morning, because <laughs> I'm not a morning person. Yeah, I went for breakfast while you stayed in bed, as is our Euro tradition. <laughs> and the uh, shopkeeper went mental at me, for some reason. Yeah, you were telling me about yeah. this. Couldn't believe I was paying for a bottle of Coke with notes. So mm. he just yelled, COIN! Over, <laughs> at, over and over at me. So that was nice. We should have we should have gave him some of our Czech phrase book. Yeah. So it was the Dubliner again, briefly, at noon on the Thursday morning. Quick point, and then off to the train station to meet Dan Fulham for the bus. Yeah, we got a taxi with uh, Ryan the Grew over to the bus. and I honestly th- thought he was dying. The poor lad. Seriously, there was more yeah. than a hangover going on there. He was, I was nudging you, I was saying, Carl, he is fucking dying. You actually feared for his life. Yeah, because he was, he, I said, you want a plastic bag? He's hyperventilating, he's going nuts. He said he'd just about recovered from his hangover before kickoff, which yeah. is good timing, but... Yeah, so the bus to the stadium, uh, uh, we the usual singing <coughs> songs and drinking bottles and cans, and a few people missed it. Eight or so missing bodies in that bus. It's a good few missing, wasn't it? Yeah, John and Moirin only caught it at the last second. The driver was ready was to head off. Literally, yeah, the coppers yeah. were telling them to move, and it was getting um, it was getting a bit, uh, a bit hit and missed there, wasn't it? Hmm. I still don't know anybody who missed it, though, in fairness. So a couple yeah. of lads got the train and that, so... The CD was back. 
Yeah, and we went down a treat as usual. Yeah, that funny Czech song that we played at the start yeah. of last week's show we even got a play. And yeah. I'd say the bus driver hadn't a clue what was going on. Yeah, he was probably loving it. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, when we got to the stadium, they thought we were a team. Did you know that? Not until you interviewed someone and he said that, I didn't know Yeah, that. they let us inside for a bit, pictures of flags and the, and the home end. They thought we were a team. Oh, we're on milling bottles of Pilsner. And uh, we should get those we get those stewards for talent. It'd be, it'd be brilliant. <laughs> Yeah, it's a lovely little stadium. It's Great cool. little setup, isn't it? Yeah, five thousand capacity. Great little training setup, literally uh, across the road from it. I mean, it, it is a lovely little setup. Skoda runs the whole town, doesn't it? Yeah, it's big Skoda product placement. Like the the car dwarfs the goalposts so big yeah. behind the goals. So it's a uh, yeah, Metsky Stadium. It's called or uh, Lissy Wallen, as they call it in the soccer Republic. Yeah, I saw that. What, 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 seriously, do your job. You had one job. You could put the right name of the stadium underneath the. The name of the match and you couldn't do it. Yeah, ridiculous. Another plastic pitch. But you Which, wouldn't. Do you know you what? Wouldn't we wouldn't have known. No, we wouldn't And you wouldn't have thought it was only a five thousand seater. Being in the stadium, lovely, lovely stadium. So, first time I think we were ever caged in as well. Yeah. Someone when we were hanging up our flags, someone says, "Is this, is this our end?" Yeah. And someone said, "Of course not. We're in the cage." Yeah, we were in the cage. Yeah. So we were in. We were going to be in the east end. Fittingly, that's where the cage was. And they said, no handguns or bombs. Ah, they warned on the adverts. had to leave them outside. I only bought a, no, I a Glock, so I had to leave it outside. Oh, yeah. Yeah, between that <laughs> and the cage, it'd make you wonder what's going on in that way end over the years. Yeah, probably a couple of bad incidents, all right. But the heat was amazing. Made you very thirsty. And what better way to quench that thirst than with 80 cent points? I mean, you can't even get a curly whirly for 80 cents, Carl. A, a pint of stunning foamy heaven in a glass. Double vodkas and cokes were under two euro. I can't, even get, I can't even get to Jobstown on the bus under two euro. I mean, what a city. What a, what a trip. Yeah, I mean, you could get locked on tenner, really, couldn't you? Tenner, and you're good to go. I mean, that poor family that ran that bar outside, the look on their face when everybody was approaching, and they, I think, they were ready to say, listen, we need a bigger bar. They were just, they were inundated with requests for drinks at one stage. Took you 10 minutes to order vodka and coke. Oh, yeah. Two vodka. Listen, I got cokes. it. I got it eventually. Yeah, the catchphrase of the day was some heating. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was brilliant. What can, what more could you want? Drinking pints in the sun and watching Rovers. And um, the restaurant we went to, it was very, uh, it, it was a bit too nice for us, wasn't it? It's very civilized. Yeah, it was very civilized. <laughs> <laughs> and not a patch on peach trees. No, not a patch on that peach tree. Which they did serve beef cheek as well. They're only selling uh, flavoured cider for me and my fellow cider drinkers. So me and one other guy basically cleared them out in five minutes. Yeah, that was it. Done. No more cider. So we moved on to the little bar beside the stadium that we just spoke about. And uh, drinking on the side of the road, hanging your flags and 80 cent points. Yeah, 80 cent. And still, some people drinking warm cans outside. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Hashtag keep on mooching. Oh, keep on mooching. Not even going to name it, shame. Yeah, so we have interviews with Kenny Barrett. John Connolly, Kieran Stafford, Kev McClone, some random Cork Rovers fan. That that was the most surprising thing about the whole trip. Uh, tick accent on him. Uh, Dave Dawn, Mick McCarty, Phil Green, and Ray Wilson. So millionaires and oddballs all mixed together, as Kenny B put it. Yeah, did you hear the square is up for sale for three hundred million euro? Three hundred million. Yeah. So I sent Ray a tweet about it in case he's won over <laughs> yeah. a bid before the July transfer window closes. And I think uh, Damien Johnson. Makes a cameo appearance in these interviews as well. Not he our, did. I think he popped yeah. up somewhere, wasn't he? Our resident Cliftonville, Cliftonville away fan. Man, yeah. And as an indicator of Gary's state at this point, 
he was convinced that he interviewed Buzz O'Neill. Um, um, and he um, absolutely did not. Until about an hour ago, until Carol confirmed that I thought I interviewed Buzz. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I really did. I think I might have been talking to him at, at length. At that doesn't count stage. as an interview, though. That doesn't count. It was in my head. <laughs> yeah. Um, so here's the interviews and we'll roll them out. Now we're here in the central Prague rail station and we're about to get on the bus going to Manada Balasov. I'm here with Kenny Barrett, uh, resident of Glasgow for a long time. Who, Kenny, how did you get on last night? Ah, brilliant night. Great couple of nights. 2-0 win, by the way, if you're going to ask me a prediction. That's coming next. Uh, do you reckon we'll get there? 60 people on the bus. Everybody's full of soup. How are we going to get on? I don't know. Well, Danny, I'm full of them. This is a shambles of fairness, but there's lads at bus station. <laughs> Train station's fucking about two miles long. <laughs> we, have a, we have a police escort here at the moment, it looks like. But uh, it's all good, and so you're going for a 2 0 win? 2 0 win. We've got to be confident. We've got to just go for it. Yeah, that's yeah. So hopefully, you don't concede early and, yeah. and take the fucking. We just go for it. 1-0 up early, the only problem is I don't want to go 2-0 up too early because then we'll be sitting back for 70 minutes. Yeah, yeah. So, 2-0 so nice one, Kenny. Confident. Well, we're now in the Milano Boleslav Stadium and John, uh, how have you found Prague so far? Uh, extremely, extremely generous. <laughs> That's all I can say. It's a great city, isn't it? It's absolutely magic. Um, Big difference to Reykjavik, isn't it? Well, beyond all my expectations. Price-wise, it's marvellous. I've been in more taxis over here. I've eaten more food than no. I did in two days <laughs> in Reykjavik. <laughs> so, um, what do you think of the facilities? Pretty good training setup. I mean, I think we have a plastic pitch. Well, um, lovely stadium. Yes, looking around here now, it's, it's just made for ourselves. <laughs> really is. Can't ask for any more. I mean, fantastic day. Unfortunately, it's going to be hard for the players playing out in that heat. Very, very I mean, much so. Yeah, the fans are struggling at the moment. And we haven't had our alcohol content yeah, yet. Yeah, I'm sure. That, that, that's next. That's next. <laughs> so uh, give us a result. Um, what, how do you think we'll yeah. fare well, in today's match? I, I would be optimistic. I really would. I mean, after watching the other shower there playing last night, gave me a little bit of hope. Yeah. And I, I could see a sneak and through because, I mean, at the end of the day, it's two teams playing. It's, it's and can happen. And can yeah. happen. I've seen more upsets in football. Uh, Favourites don't always win. And I suppose we'd be slightly underdogs at the moment. But well, listen, stranger I'd, things have happened, John. I'd be quietly confident. Lord Gary, yeah. Right now, we're, on, we're back on the bus and uh, we just saw the Milano Boleslav Stadium and the facilities. What do you think of it, Kieran? We're here on Stafford here. Yeah, tops. Um, obviously, these places are always kips, but there's always. Yeah, it is a decent, nice There's always decent stadiums around. Steep as fuck up there, isn't it? Very steep. <laughs> I won't be walking up and down there. I won't be going up there with a few points on um, So, yeah, it looks good. Pitch, good pitch. Hot day, big test. Um, and uh, have you enjoyed Prague so far? Yeah, very good. See, I haven't been before, so very happy with it. Cheap gargle on Sunday, so you really. What more do you want? Yeah. yeah. So, what about tonight? What do you think's going to happen? Um, it's going to be goals. I mean. I don't think we're what's your heart say and what's your head say my heart says 1-0 win I don't know why I, mean, I don't think we're going to score too but I don't see us I can't, I can't see us not conceding did you lump on a 50 to 1 for the 2-0 score not scorecast? a hope not a hope <laughs> I'd love to but I just I just don't think man, I just don't think what, what, what well listen stranger things have happened stranger things have happened and we've proven at this level that we can do so I'm, I'm intrigued to see what happens now we finally found the boozer and uh, I can't see it sticking around for long. We've got Kevin McGlone with us, and Kevin, what are your thoughts on Prague so far? And have you had a good time? And how did you get here? We got the Aer Lingus flights. We flew where we booked it. Myself, Gary Robertson, all a couple of us, his brother, booked it at the full time of the first leg. 
when yeah. we beat them one 0 we took a chance. You know what yeah, I mean? Sure, we had Dan Fulham beside us yeah. at our badge stall. He was booking at half time. Oh, yeah. He was hot spotting and he was booking at half time. You know what's the worst that happens if we don't get through? We have a two week or two yeah, night yeah. thing in Prague, everything like that. So it's grand, yeah. So worked out grand, yeah. Slight delay coming over, that's it. But it's just so bleeding hot here, isn't it? It's great. We're just it? walking around all day yesterday, and just melting. You're trying to get in somewhere for a bit of thing, but it just it's not happening. Like yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And we great air conditioning in the hotel though, so that's superb. You know, it's a nice stadium, isn't it? A nice oh, facilities. Yeah, no, it looks lovely, and the pitch looks lovely. So um, did you did you see where you let us into the ground? Yeah. You thought, you thought we were the team. He did not. That's what you meant. Yeah, because I was speaking to the Bottles to the girl, to the woman that was translating for oh. us, and she said he thought you were the team coming in. You know what right, I mean? Right, That's right. why he let you in. I was wondering why that was. You have to go we now. We got a couple know. of photos with yeah, the flags yeah, no, up. It anyway, really so. good. Yeah, yeah. So what do you think? What's your thoughts on the game? Do you think we'll do it? Very hot, isn't it? I think that's gonna be a it's gonna be a, a factor in the in the whole thing. I spoke you know? to Simon Madden before the flight, and he was saying that they he struggles with the humidity. Yeah, yeah. So they said it might be a factor. Definitely. They have to. I'm sure they'll be getting well hydrated and everything like that. You know, and you'd imagine that they're fitter lads than us anyway as well. So yeah. they might handle it a bit better, sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. But um, if we score early, you know what I mean? That's we, what we, need. we just, just don't, don't need them to score. It. Don't need them to score. You know what I mean? So we can get to whatever. The longer it goes on, you know, because I mean, you look at Belgrade. Mm. You know, you know, Sullivan shot, and then the penalty sort of thing. Anything you never happen. know. We said this earlier. Never know. Stranger things have happened, and we're always optimistic. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that last goal on the the three-two. Because we were coming over here three-one, you'd be thinking. Not a, not a hope we're going to win 3 0. We'll be still having a bit of crack. But there is still a bit of optimism, you know, when yeah. it's there. And it'll be there until they score. You know what I mean? And the numbers are shown as well. The numbers people are travelling. Oh, yeah. yeah. After it. Yeah. After that. I, mean, I know. It's, it's a good thing. These aren't. Yeah, they beat us there, but I mean, if you consider, we had more chances than them, you know, I mean, look at Shaw's thing, you know, Finn yeah. should have scored that yeah. time he was through, Luke Bourne as well, you know yeah. what I mean, so, so we they probably had more kind of clear cut chances, definitely, yeah. And I say they'll be thinking that if we score... They'd be saying, shit, you know, if they yeah. get another one now, we're in Under trouble, pressure, you know? Yeah, so. so give us a score, what's the score, what's your prediction? 2-0. Go for 2-0. 2-0 we'll to us, simply, you know, that's it. Cliftonville Rubbers say 2-0. Cliftonville Rubbers says 2-0. 2-0, that's it, 2-0, and on to, where are we going, Albania yeah. next, is it? Or I'll, I'll Kazakhstan? Could be, I could be Almaty. Yeah, it's <laughs> a bit of fun. Yeah, 2-0, that's it. Rose right, cheers, win, yeah. Kev. Now, we are outside the Bulls. What pub are we in? The one beside the stadium bar. The one beside the stadium bar, and we are talking to a Rovers fan, would you ever thought you'd see the day of a Cork Rover? Listen to that thick accent there. So he's a Rovers man. How did you get over and what do you think of Prague so far? Well, I got over by a plane. Got a plane from Cork to Stansted, Stansted to Prague. Got the train down from Prague. And uh, what do you think of Prague so far? I didn't see a whole lot of it, no, because I only just got out of the airport. All the way to Prague, they didn't leave the pub. I got to the airport and then I Tell us now, are you an undercover guard? No. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a free stater. <laughs> what do you think of the result tonight? Uh, Tell us your heart in your head. I, I think one all. One all, you reckon, I, I, yeah? I think one all. No, it's good that the weather seems to have improved. It was a lot hotter there earlier. The rain scorched the, 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 yesterday. The, 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 heat, the heat was going to kill us, but it's not looking too bad, no. It might rain yet. If it rains, we might have a chance. <laughs> yeah, go on. Cheers, man. Thanks, right? All right, yeah. We're outside. What booze are we at? I've asked this uh, question already. <laughs> the pub with no name. The pub with We have Dave Dome, we have Mick McCurdy, not the of the Ipswich fans, the original, the original, the original, the original the and we Phil have Phil Brain. So, how do you think we're going to do tonight, Dave? Um, I'm hoping that we keep the score down. That's been on. No, don't concede early. Try score early, early, don't concede early. Yeah, but that, 
we don't en- end up getting beaten 4-0 yeah. or whatever no hammering and what do you think of Prague so far Mick McCarthy I love every minute of it I was here in how could you beat 90 cent points I was here in 2003 you were, there, were you one of those hanging I out was, a monument I was that was you wasn't it day, yeah. that was and you. I'm back for more yeah back for more nearly 7 years of age and I'm on that road tell me how do you feel come on say, state your name tell me who you Phil. are Phil Brain. So Phil Brain. Um, just, just got Mick out of jail last week 25 years <laughs> Literally he's been stuck in here Nelson Mandela had to bail him out Great, great place. Great, great, I mean, these great are the ones. I mean, Iceland was great. Expensive kip. Looked like fucking Limerick in the 80s. Oh, but, right. I mean, let, let's be honest. You can't be Prague, can you? Well, no. Just, if you looked up that old five minutes ago, you swear you were in Tala. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, swear, I thought I was in Dolphins Barn, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now we have... Tell us about tell us the story about Liberich. Come on. Oh, Liberich. Well, is it PC, Frank? Can we talk that, about? Oh, it? you can talk about it. Yeah, it's famous in the club. Yeah, it certainly is. But you wouldn't do it now, no. because there's too many cameras. <laughs> uh, enough said. Now we have we have Ray Wilson looming over our shoulder here. Ray, Ray, don't run away. Don't run away. The worst tipper in Ireland. <laughs> Ray, how? Come on, tell us how you got in. Now you've been on the chair there, am I right? Yeah, and no, I was on the charter, but listen, the last tip I gave to Mick McCarthy, he won a 25 to 1, and he said he didn't have enough time to get to the bookies. So there you go. So if you, I mean, if you give a dog a bone, you don't want to know how it tastes. Oh, Am I right? <laughs> so, Ray, what's your prediction for tonight? Give us a score. Come on. 2 0. 2 0. I love your optimism, Ray. Give us a score for tonight, Mick. 8 0. 8 0, Mick. Bill, give us a score for tonight. 2 1 to them. 2 1 to them, and Dave. Give us a score for tonight. 0 uh, 0. Okay, that's it for, from Malala Boleslav. Mick, Mick, you want to say something else? Come on. Yeah, I want to wish Dave doing all the best on his retirement for St. Mary's College. There we go. He retired last week. Congrats, Mick. Congrats. Okay, thanks. thanks. So that's those interviews. Uh, they were a bit of crack, weren't they? Yeah, good fun. Dave Dunn, especially, and uh, the three lads. And uh, just before the game, um, Pavel. Snurch That's how you say it I don't know Snurch Yeah He posted on Facebook Saying that He was there supporting us With a hoop scarf Yeah he's a good man Because he hates yeah. him so much Yeah because he was from Liberich Where we played in 2003 so Oh don't tell me he went to that game Did he? Yeah Brilliant Brilliant I love that And uh, I know we had a mountain to climb In the second leg And Needed all the help we can get But apparently There was a nearby church Called The Church of the Bohemian Brethren Oh no so, no prayers are being there. said there. No, it's like. definitely not. Uh, the rain was actually refreshing, I thought. Yeah, it was welcome. It was nice, yeah, it was nice wasn't it? it seemed, to, then, yeah, it seemed get, to stop in the second half, maybe. Yeah, it? yeah. And we got our tickets, and there was, what, like six, seven guys with machine guns outside. So it backs up our claim that no guns, no bombs. Yeah, well, the cage the makes sense um, now. So we found our seats, and not all of them were fixed into place. I was eyeing up another souvenir, but it was... Uh, rightly talked over. You wanted to join the uh, Windsor Park yeah, seat on the wall silly, here. Yeah, well, no, it wasn't. It was. It was uh, shrouded by by points. That that idea. <laughs> and Ma- Maloney and Noli and the whole man was good crack. They later tried to climb the fence into us comedy gold once again. Yeah. Yeah, you could see them. Well, they seem to have made a friend as well with the top ultra from there, lads. Yeah. He was on video at one stage. You could see them across the way from us at the top, and then they made their way around. And they were hanging about the cage. Mm. And it's actually a picture of the Rowers fans. And if you zoom in, you can actually see Maloney getting a boost <laughs> yeah, from Nolan. Bottom right, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Class stuff. 
some great photos and once again a super away travelling support and uh, the 2-0 results uh, goals in the 9th and the 31st minute McAllister came in for Connolly and Dean Dillon made the bench instead of Mikey yeah the goals Mabratu scored again we feared that early goal, didn't we? Yeah, see, we were talking about this. The early goal is a huge disappointment. We spoke quite a bit on how important it was not to concede early, and sadly we did, and it was game over, to be honest. But we kept battling, and Gol Gol got another goal. I can see him playing on a higher level. He's very sharp. Good, mm. good player, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, their movement wouldn't be something we're used to. No. In the League of Ireland level, like, they were the better team, and they you know they exposed us. And he, he was just a step above, wasn't he? Yeah, their number four team was causing havoc. Yep, that was, was that, no, no 19 was Kramosta, wasn't it? They got the fourth goal, 14, I'm not too sure of the numbers, but either way, they go good players all over the pitch, so. Yeah, both their goals came from the right-hand side. Yeah. First one took a slight defection and squirmed under Finn's foot, so, unlucky, but our good friend Andre, who we had in the show, I texted him just before the goal, saying, I'm here, and, uh, you know, hopefully Robertson gives us a goal, keep the tie alive. Yeah. And they score straight away. Straight so he, so he texted me back a sad face. <laughs> That's a blame you, Riley. And he later tweeted um, something very complimentary about the Rover support. If you saw okay. that on Twitter. No, what did he say? Just saying, this is support. Yeah. Despite being two down. This is this is how you do it, yeah. Singing uh, right to the end. Literally right to the end. It was brilliant. So, great second half performance. Uh, but Boyd hit the bar. He was unlucky with his shot. Great left foot shot. And is this a little goal? Well, I didn't bar twice. I didn't see anything wrong with it. Slow goal just appeared to no. jump him. Yeah, I mean, it would have, it would have, it would give us something, you know. But um, yeah, like very, said, very promising display after the break. It was really refreshing to watch them express themselves like that. I mean, we're we're, we're losing. I mean, that that one nil, the the fourth goal. Most teams would have just kind of shriveled up and died, but they they still went at them. I mean, hit the post twice, one cleared off the line, goal disallowed. It, it was really uh, the scenes after the final, final whistle the fans were amazing non-stop singing 90 minutes it was just a fantastic experience great trip and it, like Pico summed it up didn't he really really cool quote from Pico um, yeah we'll have that in a bit but yeah Robert Goggins was there uh, taking photographs and he said that he noticed quite a few Czech fans hanging around to record air players and fans at the end of the game oh yeah they seemed really impressed yeah that was pretty cool and uh, Noli got Ronald Finn's jersey, so he was delighted with that. I would have loved to have gotten a jersey now myself. And uh, Kendall from the Wilson family, she got Berkey's shirt. Ah, good stuff. Now, that's so, not common practice at all. They don't mm, throw them out. Mm. Yeah, it's really nice meeting the Aussie hoops before and during Bragg over there. Yeah, I know. They're really cool bunch of, bunch of, bunch of hoops, I have to say. You convert some of them. Ah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, that's it. It's just the rubs. The enthusiasm rubs off. It's just the way most people who who want to get into rowers, someone's enthusiastic, it rubs off them, you know. Uh, the bus was delayed by certain individuals by at least half an hour, and uh, it took the attention off the fact that I lost my bag again. So I was crying with that. Well, you got your bag back, but I you got lost your, back, you lost your I phone. lost my phone somewhere yeah. in the middle of Malada Boloslav right now. I've officially given up on it. Although the charter was delayed anyway, the weather problems in Germany didn't depart till nearly 1am. So, great picture of uh, Jason Maloney and Noli, the two the two, uh, the tag team partners from <laughs> who are climbing out of the cage. They got a great picture of the lads and vented their frustrations. Yeah, according to Maloney, they enjoyed his uh, brutal honesty. Yeah, I'd Although, say so. In the picture, the younger players looked a bit scared. <laughs> the flight back was, quite, was, was very quiet. I mean, everybody's just recovering, weren't they? Or, or dying. 
Yeah, hope everyone enjoyed my uh, little snap at the back of the yeah, plane the there. Yeah, the Three Stooges is a great yeah. one, all right. That'll live on forever. A few people like Paul O'Connor and Tony Orr stayed in Boleslav on the Wednesday and Thursday night. Yeah, Paul said he watched highlights on the local channel in his hotel room. And he said that every action replay was sponsored by Coda. Uh, TV cameras were on the opposite side to us. So we could be seen heard in great detail of much of the rerun. And he said the flags look great. Except Kenny Barrett's, this is me talking, <laughs> who was obstructing everyone's view. Yeah, the old Glasgow hoops. Yeah, should be ashamed of himself. <laughs> so back home, there was a stream set up for four ninety nine. Grumpy's, Murray's Bar, Limb Room and Town showed the game. Uh, the stream got great feedback. More pay-per-view boys than McGregor and Mayweather. That's how we roll at the hoops. So McDara Ferris chatted with Roberto Lopez on the way home from uh, for extra time. The and Pico had this to say, and it was, it was a great quote. The support that we had today will stick in your memory for years to come. In a 5,000-seater stadium, there were 250 of our own supporters down one end, and they were the only supporters you could hear in the whole stadium. It was just amazing. You get a lift from that. We didn't get the right result, but they backed us all the way. So quote of the season so far from Pico. Yeah, that's a great quote. Yeah. So back to the home front and we beat Dundalk 1-0 an early Gary Shaw goal uh, Ronan Finn was suspended Ryan Connolly came in and Dave McAllister was captain Shields was suspended for them and McElhaney was on the bench And if you look at our bench the average age was 18.57 years Wow It was Boyd Something Duna. we actually noticed wasn't it? Yeah it was Boyd Duna Bone Bulger Dylan and O'Connor all teenagers and Horgan only 20 and all well able to do a job and play ball it's not as if if you threw them in you'd be like oh for fuck's sake here's this young guy coming in they're all well able so it's very very promising yeah it was a 5pm kickoff at Oriel Park this game was only rearranged very late in the week wasn't it yeah and uh, so that ruled Bradley out of the ROI versus League of Ireland Masters game at Rolston oh that was on the oh yeah that was on the Sunday jeez it could have ruled out a few more couldn't it potentially I mean, that, that that pretty much killed the attendance there as well, didn't it? So, uh, your man Maxi posted a picture of himself in the Dundalk jersey outside Tala. What a rebel. That's hardcore, isn't it? What was he doing up there, anyway? Probably not. Probably, I mean, he's... It's a strange one, isn't it? That's the same fellow that tried to light himself on fire, isn't it? Yeah. A lot of weird and cringy replies to it, too. Yeah, no. Go on, go on, Maxi, you're great. Fuck's sake. Uh, so I missed the first 10 minutes but I heard the roars I thought it was a Dundalk goal but Jaden he assured me that it was a it was a Rovers goal and then we heard the chants of Gary Shaw so all the way at the train station so you could hear the hoops faithful all the way at the train station yeah I was on the uh, Gary Twiggs SC which was a double decker bus yeah that was pretty cool that was the first uh, about 300 or so made up all together yeah so superb <laughs> attendance once again yeah considering Jod uh, Hoop John Still in Prague, as he likes telling everyone. Yeah, I think he's still he still might be there. Yeah, we I spoke to him a couple of times actually. He's a nice guy. Yeah, a few marriages on the rocks after Prague, from what I'm hearing. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, what I was saying to you, like that, that has to be the best weather I've ever seen in Oriel. I mean, the five one. We were sitting there under an umbrella. It's always cold. It's always raining. It's always horrible. I thought swirling wind and rain was a given up there. Yeah, you know, fantastic result. Force one in six years, you were saying. Every so often, someone would call out, Where's that prof? Looking for a stat. <laughs> When's the last time he won here? <laughs> yeah, people shouting at me for stats now. Yeah, first win since September 2011. Rohan Ricketts debut. Rohan Ricketts, oh. He set up a goal, didn't he? 
played very Did well. He win the pen or something. I think maybe. he played very well either way. Yeah. Yeah. It was so, actually actually my first time seeing a win. Any win in Oriel because I missed that cup game a few years ago. Yeah, Rowan Ricketts. The very first thirty seconds which I missed, watched it back on Soccer Republic. Uh Conley should have scored, shouldn't he? Great yeah. save. Great save by Tomer. Once again he's stepping and, up. Uh, I mean say what you like about the guy, but he's doing the business. Yeah, as for the goal, the turn by Shaw. Or the Shawzy spin. The Shawzy spin. As it henceforth it's be officially known. coined. Bird camp eat your heart though. Yeah, he has to do it again now. Maybe there's a bit of luck involved. So we want and what we what do we want from your Shawzy? We want an overhead and we want yeah. another Shawzy spin. Even if there's a bit of luck involved, I don't care. No, no luck at all. All pre planned and yeah. fantastically executed. Straight off the training ground. And just a little deft left footed finish. Uh, Graham Bork was immense touch of class I mean his first touch wow I this see. guy has just got awareness in spades hasn't he he's a joy to watch he really is after coming on so much from his uh, moments of madness in the start of the season though you were quite worried he'd get sent off again I honestly thought he would because the ref was an absolute joke and he um, I mean it it was Genuinely, the worst performance I've ever seen from a ref. I think the war- the one that was, was topping it beforehand was Neil Doyle. Sligo Cup game, a couple of years ago, 3-0 we lost. It was horrendous out there, but that was genuinely... Someone could have got hurt. He wasn't calling up any fouls for them. I think O'Donnell made three or four fouls in the first half alone. And Connolly's reaction said it all when Bork got booked. Because Rogers pointed to the left, to the right, as if to say 1-2, and this is your third foul and gave me yellow. Conley straight over pointing his hand saying look four, four, three or four times now he's been after doing it so mm-hmm. absolute disgrace so do you see what Burke's yellow card was for no I, I thought did he kick the ball away no it was for time wasting but like then that player took a quick free quick free kick and just kicked it off Burke as far as I can see no he, he got he got so much wrong in that game I honestly can't like I said the, the other poor performance was Neil Doyle or Neil Doyle years ago but do you know what, Garrett? We're going on about him so much here. You going to do it? They're going to have to put one Robert Rogers on the list of hatred. I thought there'd be a little thing there. <laughs> Let me try. Okay. Robert Rogers, you're officially on the list of hatred. That's oh, only works when you do it. <laughs> You haven't got the touch, Riley. No. Yeah, so we controlled the game, I thought. Um, McAllister was brilliant in the middle, I thought. Connolly and McAllister, they were hassling and biting at them the whole game. That's it. It was it was a really busy performance. Just loved how composed we were on the ball. It, Just away from home, we haven't seen that. The draw the games, the Sligo games. It was such an improvement. Such a mature performance. I mean, it was, um, it, it was a smart, smart performance. Like, I, I wouldn't condone time-wasting, but... At the right times, Tomer, when he received, when he, when he caught the ball and made a save, he'd stay down. If he caught the ball in the air from a corner, he'd go down onto his chest, get back up. All those little few seconds that are just being wasted and then just being smart in possession, hassling their players, pressing them in the right way. It, it was just a really, really good performance. Yeah, Dundalk didn't create much, really, did they? Um, no, they're poor, aren't they? That's twice now. Gartland was at fault for their goal. Although I saw Dundalk fans saying that it's when he's paired with Barrett instead of Vemelund that he's kind of a disaster. Yeah. Because Vemelund was great in Norway. Uh, Vemelund was missing for this one. I think he was carrying a knock, wasn't he? Yeah, so it was uh, it was domination, really. We controlled the game, but you wouldn't know it from, from watching Soccer Republic. 
Looks like Republic painted it as a smash and grab. They showed a lot of Dundalk half chances. Only one of ours. Definitely not. I mean, me and Aiden Webster had a couple of chances, for example. Yeah. And Dundalk fans pretty much admitted that we were the better team. So, it's not like we're being biased here. No, definitely not. Like I said, we call it we call it how it is. Yeah, Soccer Republic were also getting criticised for not showing boys' loud goal in Bodislav. Yeah, why didn't they do that? Is, there, is there footage? Do you don't think there is footage? Well, I got the impression those highlights were from Bodislav. They were. It was. Football club. It was, I, I think it was because you could see the crest on the bottom yeah. right. Yeah. Remember, I was watching the exact same thing on YouTube before Monday. Yeah. So, I wouldn't blame them for that one. Yeah. Yeah, so it was a stunning win. We were 9-2 at one stage, so really good odds. And anyone back that, fair play to them. They deserve your few quid. Brilliant three points. And to win after Europe on a Thursday, after arriving at half four on a Friday morning, without our captain, is a serious accomplishment. So, oh, it's a brilliant three points. What yeah. a win. What a month. Yeah, what a month. What a win. What a month. Do you know, it's probably our best month follower over. Could S- be. Such, such a good, such an enjoyable month considering everything, you know. And beforehand, you mentioned 9-2. to I saw a lot of people saying they would take a draw. And you know how much this irritates me. I saw someone on the forum said, take a draw and run. No. Someone on the bus said to me, Oh, I take a draw. Take a draw. No. And I was like, no. This is one of our pet hates, isn't it? I'm not saying that I predicted a win. Because I didn't. I didn't think we'd win the game. But I'm saying, I hate this take a draw nonsense. It's a game of football. It's 90 minutes and anything can happen. And you have to be confident for your team to go out and be able to win away. Take a draw. I'd never, never take a draw. 90 minutes of football. And the stats were really against us going to this game. Like We had lost 8 of our last 13 away. And remember the stat I said, do you a record against top 4 finishers away from home? So, in 2013... 14, 15, and 16. We played 19 games away from home to the teams who finished on top four in each of those seasons. And we didn't win any of them. Jesus, it's a big stat. And we had lost to Dundalk, Cork, and Derry away beforehand this season. It's a big stat. And we have um, Bowes and Derry coming up. And we have a couple of very winnable games. And we could we could easily bag nine game, <laughs> nine points out of three games here. We have uh, Bowes and we've got Derry and then we've Galway away. Derry at home I think we can take 9 points out of that but we'll talk a little bit about that after um, yeah so really really enjoyable win well according to my post the best part of it wasn't the win or what the goal it was that we were wearing our normal jersey he said that was the most enjoyable part of that that was the best part day. of the day yeah Gareth's shaking his head here the guy is an enigma someone also made a good point to me about Malloy's hoops on the farm that he's such an obvious troll and I checked out his, his last like 30 posts and he just posts one one sentence and it's always like for example after Boslav it's it was men against boys after Pats it's like joke shop that's the kind of stuff he posts so at least yeah, my post people, puts a few sentences together yeah but some some people actually enjoy negativity so th- they, they need a platform that's where it, that's where it is sadly so enjoy the negativity of a of a bad result so afterwards uh, there was something going on between Tomer and some Dundalk fans leaving the shed at the end he stayed at the end for a while and he didn't join the other players celebrating in front of our fans Tomer later tweeted great result proud of the lads and what an atmosphere from our fans incredible proud to be part of Shamrock Rovers we push on only damper is some of the racist Dundalk FC fans Absolutely disgusting. Heckling is one thing, being racist is something else. 
Hashtag stop racism. So uh, I reckon that's the, it's going to have to... I think, Mc, I think McPhail was involved as well. I think they were trying to report it to the ref, so that is going to go up to the mm. upper echelons of the FAI. The FAI said it's going to be investigated, yeah? Yeah, they'll probably do nothing about it. They're, they're, we have no faith in the FAI whatsoever, so... It was a, an intense warm down after his tail, wasn't it? Yeah, Bradley, did you hear Cronin? Cronin was barking at the lads. Cracking the whip, weren't they? Yeah, very good. The the lads the, felt really appreciated, though. Ho- hopefully they, they feel the love. Yeah, I follow a lot of League of Ireland fans throughout the league on Twitter, and there's a lot less Bradley is a spoofer tweets these days on my timeline, and I wonder why that is. Now, let's be honest. Me and you always gave Bradley a chance. We never called for his head. We always call for patience, and that's not saying, "Oh, look at us! We know everything." We're we're not rubbing it in people's faces, but like we said at the start of the season, there was a lot of change. You had to give the guy time, and it's working now. It's 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 not a success, but we're starting to play really well towards the business end of the season. So people were crazy to even call for his head in the first place. Well, obviously, it's about winning things, yeah. so we're not declaring this as success. Definitely yet, not, but, but it's good to see us playing yeah. well. Yeah, and like I said, this is the most excited we've been since the Michael O'Neill era. So I'm particularly talking about people from the outside. I, I just get the impression that it's been their narrative for a long time that Bradley was unqualified. Yeah, and he's going to be a failure. So well, it's almost like they have to force that narrative to be true yeah. for a long time, and now they're just playing quiet. Yeah, that's what I've noticed. Yeah, so that result moves us up to Tour for a day at least until there you won 2 0 at Harps. Two late goals as well, 87 and 90th minute. Did you see the Harps banner at the game? No, what did it say? It said, Go back to your own league. It did not. Yeah. I didn't know there was that type of atmosphere between them now. Go uh, back to your own league. Uh, apparently, it was just some dope, and they think the dairy fans had a laugh about it. Yeah. It wasn't taken too seriously. Uh, Cork were there Europe the same night as us they lost 1-0 in Cyprus and brought about 20, 25 fans seriously that's what I read I don't know if that's official figure but they wouldn't have even they wouldn't uh, that's not even a charter so that's you'd wonder how the Cork players get over now wouldn't you would, some, they been on a, would they have been on a regular flight not sure I'd say so because they, they wouldn't have had the amount but 30, 30 players 40 40 people including staff for a charter they wouldn't have had it now they would have travelled on the uh, public flight there was some incident over there too wasn't there it was a yeah. stabbing I saw that apparently Cork fans were uh, waxing on about the Cypriot border and they were confronted on it so like I said we weren't there we don't know but that's the guts of it was what we heard but you don't go to other people's areas and talk about that like you don't you just don't do it don't mm. go to a country where you're going to watch a match and then start talking shit about borders and political stuff. It's, it's just wrong. But like I said, we weren't there. We can only read what we what we saw on Twitter. Um, the European money will be as follows. Dundalk are set to get 580k. Cork and Rovers, a nice 440k each. So 440,000. Derry will get 215,000. And for context, Shelbourne's run in 2004 got them 300k. So a nice little payday. Yep. Very, very nice little play there. And Cork are just 16 points from the title, so they could say they could do it in Tally. Oh, no. <laughs> Can they do it in Tally? Yep. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you said the FEO AGM was on uh, on the weekend. I think it was in Kilkenny. And, Cara, you have a bit to say on this? Yeah, there's five journals there. 
very heavy handed security make sure they couldn't get anywhere near Delaney isn't that shocking and did he have his missus walking around telling him to fuck off as well I'm sure they did but uh, they released a 104 page report which had no mention of Bray Athlon women's football issues or the branding report from last year so what exactly was the main focus of those 104 pages just to congratulate themselves on the great job they're doing I suppose absolutely shocking really does get to me also I remember when the Bray thing happened a few weeks ago I remember people joking saying that it's only a matter of time before Fran Gavin comes out and says they couldn't have seen this coming I remember laughing as I was thinking oh yeah yeah and he actually did say it he actually said that it was unforeseeable and out of the blue it's like a parody of himself yeah and he's just sitting there happy as Larry like it's 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 nuts um, we're going to have to get someone from the FAI in here and, and lure them in and think it's going to be an all hunky-dory interview and then absolutely hammer them lock the doors and Johnny Blues Johnny Blue can be security <laughs> yeah so uh, we'll move on from that farce of an AGM and Dennis O'Connor resigned as chairman of Bray Wonders five of their players want to be released from their contracts and Bray allowed their pitch to be used as a car park for the Bray Air Show did you see that? Mm-hmm. some good jokes uh, they're playing 4x4 four four. <laughs> <laughs> madness though yeah imagine cars being parked on your pitch what are they thinking money that's that. That's 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 all it is money well I have to say during all this Harry Kenny has been a classy guy yeah listen to his interviews yeah. yeah no I like Harry Kenny definitely a good coach and a good guy good rovers man uh, Gary McCabe's got a great free kick against Pats but they lost 3-1 so Pats helping us out for Europe for the second week in a row we have Aaron Green rumours of him coming back to uh, Rovers I'll just say uh, fuck off and hopefully not definitely not want Aaron Green come back to the club he had his chance and would it upset the apple cart definitely don't want that guy back I really don't bad attitude and I don't think he'd get in so I'm sure there's some other young guy that can get it. Like, look at James doing it. Maybe maybe we don't have wingers. Mm. Boyd can play in the wing. A bit short on wing, wingers, but I definitely wouldn't want Aaron Green back in our team. Well, the thing is, I see people saying that he's matured now, but him and Curtis from Derry, they're the only players in the whole league this season who have actually made hand gestures to the Roberts fans. Mm-hmm. So that'd definitely. be my main problem. Yeah, no, I think he'd upset the whole camaraderie that the team has. So, no, no, thank you. Um, and by the way, he's staying on the list of hatred even if he comes back. He's, yeah, definitely. You would have to score a winning goal in an FBI Cup final to get off that thing. Last minute against balls, overhead. He keep going. <laughs> yeah, so the transfer window closes at the end of July and Stephen Bradley expects to announce a few signings this week, but he's keeping his cards close to his chest. Gav Gunning is back in the UK. Oh, I can't wait to see if he signs anyone. Might have to take a little mm. trip to Rosedale. Have yeah. a little peek at the training ground. Should be really cool. If we, uh, if I reckon he signed a winger and a centre half, that's what I'm going to go with. We'll play Glenville from Palmerstown in the second round of the FAI Cup on Friday, August 11th. <coughs> uh, mostly past fans, I think, follow Glenville. But I was in work last night and a driver snared me. He goes, you follow Rovers? He says, yeah. He says, oh, we'll be playing you soon. So one of the drivers is going to be playing. <laughs> and... Um, he reckons they'll bring a couple of hundred up to Tallis Stadium and he thinks they'll get the whole gate which I don't I don't think they will I don't think that's normal practice is it? I think they yeah, split yeah, the gate it's a split gate for a yeah. cup game he goes our rovers will give us the whole gate like, no they won't <laughs> so from their Facebook page 
Well, what can we say? We are privileged to play the most famous team in Ireland in the FA Oil Cup, Shamrock Rovers. Away, thanks to the draw draw. And what an occasion for us. I didn't see that fair play then. They're re- he's really stoked about this guy was. <coughs> Super stoked. <laughs> yeah, the the cup usually starts in June, doesn't it? But uh, it's August this year. Yeah. And there'll be no replays in the first two rounds, so we won't be going to Palmerstown. Yeah, I'm happy with that. It's a potentially a good cup team here. I mean, I can see us doing it, Carl. You told me to shut up earlier on oh. when I said, but I, I mean, it, this team would deserve it. We're not going to win the league. It's possible to get European qualification. It, they deserve a cup. A big one, you know, the drive for 25 is back. Talk of the cup, and especially that hashtag, drive for 25, should be banned. <laughs> yeah, I think we will, I think we'll do it. Though there will be a few Premier Division teams going out because it's the dock played Derry. Big draw, wasn't it? Yeah, Bray versus Cork, Harris versus Bowes. It's huge. I mean, it's just that if Forrest ends up being the best we can do, Derry going out is a bad thing. Yeah, because if we're finished fourth, then I guess Derry or third then, and we would want Derry to win the cup. Yeah, so it's bad in that sense. A couple of favourable home draws, and we could we could really get far in that cup. So we'll move on to our underage section, and we have our under 19s who won three 0 in Wexford on Sunday. A Keen Collins brace and another Richie English penalty. So surely Richie's knocking on the door at the Forest team at this stage. So that puts the 19s in fourth place after 11 games played. Eight points behind the leaders UCD who have played two games more. So it actually doesn't look too bad when you put it in perspective. Um, yeah, Luke Coyley made his return that game. Oh, Luke Coyley? Yeah, he was banging on the fourth team door for a he'd, while. Uh, he? Was he injured? He'd missed a chunk of this season because he was sick. So it's good to see him sick. back. Oh, gee, oh, uh, welcome back, Luke. Um, next they play Waterford on Saturday at 3pm at Roadstone so after a super Bowes win at home you can head out to the Roadstone at 3pm and even have a point at half time well, we're watching our future hoops uh, they're actually facing Bray on Wednesday night for us but we don't know the result of yet because we're recording on a Wednesday morning the 17s lost 3-1 to Cove on Saturday Connor Bean had equalised for the hoops and Pat Flynn took the reins to St. Coleman's Park uh, future monthly madness guest. They're second now, one point behind Waterford, having played a game or more. Yeah, Rowers have beaten them seven 0 in Tala. I saw that. I couldn't yeah. believe the result. I couldn't believe that they lost three one. You know, seven 0 win at home, and then to go out there and lose three one. But listen, Cove are supposed to be decent. So, and we actually have the under 17s top scorer at the moment, Dean Williams on seven. Dean Williams. Yeah. Oh, we'll be keeping an eye on him. And there was a picture on Instagram of the 17s training with the new outdoor gym equipment that rolls on, which I love. I think it's a great idea. Next up for them is Limerick and Tallaght on Sunday at 2pm and Cork away on Tuesday at 7.45 in the Cup. So a busy schedule for our young hoops. So we would like to send our condolences to the family and friends of Mohammed Al-Romana who was killed in a road traffic accident in Jordan on Friday. Mohammed was a pupil in Fairhouse Community College and won the under-15s South Dublin Football League Cup at Rovers in 2014. So our condolences out to his family. Now we have some ex-hoop news now and the Steven score for Sheffield United in their friendly win over Rotherham United on Friday. Uh, Richie Ryan, remember him? Had a sweet left foot. He is now in his fourth season in the North American Soccer League. He played for Ottawa Fury and the Jacksonville Armada. <laughs> and for the past 12 months, Miami FC under Alessandro Nesta. That's pretty cool. And they get an average crowd of 7,000. Miami FC. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, we'll have Mick Leach and Paddy Mulligan on in a few weeks to talk about Boston Rovers. And Mick has been on holidays, but that's what's caused the delay with that. But now we're going to play something from the BBC archive 50 years ago this week. Watching the movies in midair, a plane load of our most successful export, football. The men of Stoke City on their way to America. With seven other English clubs, they were adopted this year by an American city. Stoke play for Cleveland. It's the latest attempt to seize a foothold for the world game in that one last unyielding redoubt, the United States. The time is ripe for revolution. Armed with the thoughts of Stanley Matthews, they will try to start one. Lenin made his journey to revolution sealed in a train. Footballers do it sealed in luxury over the Atlantic. They're much closer to the goal of world domination and much more welcome. It's quickly apparent that American sportsmen equate English with ancient British. Celtic welcomes would doubtless mystify the potteries, but the pipes greet the English teams wherever they go in America. Because American sport is traditionally more gladiatorial, Stoke City get a new name of compensating viridity. They go into battle here, the Cleveland Stokers. The football invasion is typical of America's swift response to the interest aroused by the World Cup. America looks increasingly to Europe for its pop culture. This is as much a part of imports as Twiggy, the miniskirt, or the Beatles. They're less enchanted with homegrown heroes. Is this the first time your club has been in this country? You're looking forward to it? Obviously. With a welcome like this, what's it going to be like later on? Before the game at East Lynn, near Boston. Here, soccer has been dead, dead for generations. The promoters hope to arouse cities with big European minorities, like Boston's Irish, from their generations of soccer amnesia. To play for Boston, Shamrock Rovers had flown over from Ireland. Their opposition is Glen Torren from Belfast. The two sides have been an explosive mixture in the past. After partition, they used to meet only in friendly matches in Ireland. But there came a time when the friendlies had to stop. They got too dangerous. So it's in America that they face each other for the first time in five years, at this small, out-of-town ground and a crowd of 6,000. The two teams took the field with the needle harpoon size. At a reception the night before, Boston's Catholic girls had refused to speak to Glen Torrance's Protestant boys. The referee would ordinarily have had much sympathy, but the quality of referees in America does not at present invite it. Too many are incompetent. They're the cause for the biggest complaint by visiting teams. The Sunday evening peace at East Lynn, Boston, finally returned, but not before a player had punched a linesman and Glen Torrance enraged directors had had their say. He let the linesman run the match. The football will never take in America if that's the type of referee and linesman. Never will take in. That is from the Glen Torrance Football Club, the chairman. It was the linesman, a fair-haired linesman. Refereed the match instead of the referee. They're right over. A big job, a fella just put his fist like that and, 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 and it hit me, he just put it at me, sort of a short one, and it just hit me right here. I didn't see it. One of the players hit you. 
Yeah, I want the players, that's right. Oh, yeah. Well, the referee files a report, my friend. I give the referee saw it. I just tell him. It goes to the commission. The referee, a Scots migrant, gets the rules out. Outraged to find that the player who hit him was a fellow Scot. Scotsman, you know. Unfortunately, yes. I'm ashamed to say it, really, because I'm a Scotsman myself. And I really, really, yes, Corrine is Scots. I don't know. But he's Irish, because he speaks with a hell of a big Scottish accent, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I love the old-timey English accent from the narrator there. Yeah, that great, Andy. Tell it how, chap. <laughs> yeah, then we have the Nordies going on about the Lensman. So we have uh, Carl Stats, the best stats that 440k can buy. So in the league, Sunday was Rowers' first win at the Park in six years, and they're forced with a clean sheet in eight years. Um, Rovers beat defending champions away from home for the first time since Strada in 2008. The last time Rovers won away to a team that went on to finish in the top four that season was Drogheda in 2012. Rovers have six points against Cork, Dundalk and Derry already this season, having only picked up three last year. So our form against the top four has improved. That's six points against Dundalk this season and one against Pats. Yeah, one so against Pats, yeah. Football is weird. Football is weird. Rovers have picked up 13 points from the first series of games and 22 points from the second series of Grey Hall. In that second series, so it shows a big improvement. Gary Shaw and Graham Burke are always joint top goal scorers in all competitions with eight goals. Mikey O'Connor and Darren Meenan have scored two goals each for the club, netting their fourth in both games. Dinny Corcoran is the league's fourth highest goal scorer with 11, but his side are the league's second lowest scorers with only 21 goals. Simon Madden has played in 120 consecutive league games. Goalkeeper Shane Supple is Bowles only ever present. And since St. Paddy's Day, only Malata Boleslav have beaten Rovers at home and the Hoops have scored in each of their last 13 games at Tala. So we are scoring goals at Tala and it probably continue on Friday. Bowles have never scored more than one goal in a game in their 17 competitive visits. So uh, the omens are good. But like we talked about earlier, form can just go out the window with certain things, couldn't it? Especially with the Dundalk win. Bowles have lost their last three games to Dundalk, Harps and Derry. The Gypsies won three away games in a row at Bray Galway and Pats before their defeat at Harps two weeks ago. So Rovers have the third best home defence with 10 goals conceded, while Bowles have the fourth best away defence with 11 goals conceded. Bowles haven't drawn away from home in the league since a 0-0 in Cork in August 2016. They're like us, they never draw away from home. Yeah. Uh, Rovers have won five of the last six meetings with Bowles, winning a Leinster Senior Cup penalty shootout before that. Uh, Rovers are looking for four consecutive wins over Bowles in all competitions for the first time since 1990 and three straight league wins for the first time since 1998. Fancy this one, girl. Fancy <laughs> the three in a row. The Hoops can get three wins and a 100% record over the Royals in one season for the first time since 89 and 90 when they won a Leinster Senior Cup tie as well. Rovers have scored 399 league goals against Bowles, so someone can make a bit of history on Friday. I fancy Borgie. My money's on him. Keep going with his form. Stephen Bradley has a 100 home percent record against against uh, Bowles for Rovers, winning three times as a player and three times as a manager. And we have Brando, who has outscored Gary Twig against Bowles. What an achievement. And equal Trevor Malloy's post-Milltown record of six. Mille is the first Rovers player to score four derby goals in one season since Mick Leach got seven. In 1968 and 69. And Malloy is the 1899 sweet guest on Friday. Yeah, so that should be very, very interesting. Malloy is a character, to say the least, and one of the most talented players to ever play for Rovers. So now we're going to move on to our starting 11s and predictions. (laughs) 
So it's uh, it's picking itself at this stage. Bart central midfield. So we're gonna go Tomer, Madden, Lukey, Pico, Webby, Brando, uh, and Trev on the wings. And I'm gonna go with McAllister and Finn. I think this is McAllister's type of game. I think Conley maybe harsh to drop him, but I thought McAllister was really good in Dundalk. So was Connolly, but I just think this is going to suit McAllister in this type of game. It's going to be a slog. And he's going to have that little Fud Sule fella who can run for days. And McAllister just needs to give him an old boo. Put him out of the game. I think they have, um, going to have Shawzy and, Shawzy and Burke. And I think, I think Akinadi is back as well. Maybe a half Akinadi. So they're starting to get their team together, but, I, I definitely think that, our team pretty much picks itself. And I'm going to go with a, uh, I'm going to go with a 2 0 win and a Bork Brace. I thought you were going to go 3 there. I thought we were going to have the same prediction. Yeah, no, 2 0 and a Bork Brace. But I'd say, I'd say we're going to pepper the goal and it'll be a miracle we don't score more, you know? Well, the question every week now is uh, McAllister or Conley, isn't it? Yeah. And I've said a few times now that I'm a fan of McAllister. So I'm going to go with him ahead of Conley. Yep. And 3 0 for me. 3 0. So Bows only have six points and. Oh, sorry. Bowls are only six points above the relegation zone, so they're after getting sucked back in there. A couple of bad results and a couple of good pats results. Uh, we could condemn them down. Carl, uh, you're going to read a, read a passage from Talatime and a certain Dublin derby, picking up right after the equaliser. Okay, so I'm going to read a bedtime story now before we go. <laughs> On the pitch, though, there was still a minute of normal time to play, and Rowers went looking for the winner. The Hoops won a free kick in their own half. Aidan Price stood over the ball as his teammates, with the exception of keeper Barry Murphy, all went forward into the Bowes half of the pitch. Rovers weren't holding on for the draw. They were looking for a win, pushing four men to the Bowes penalty area. Price launched the ball into the box and it arched towards Gary Twig, just to the right of the penalty spot. Where's that music coming from? Right now, it's going. Okay. <laughs> the ball seemed to hang in the air for an age. Twig timed his jump to perfection as he leaped above the towering presence of Jason McGuinness to head the ball towards goal. Brian Murphy began scrambling across his goal, but couldn't prevent the ball from hitting the back of the net. Staring at defeat with just two minutes left in the clock, the Hoops had snatched an incredible victory. Gary Twig's two goals in the 88th and 89th minutes had won the first derby in Tala for Shamrock Rovers. If Twig became a hero with the Hoops that night, he became enemy number one with Bohemians who were not endeared by his two-day goals or his kissing of the rower's crest as he ran past him a second time in celebration. What a, what a game. What a moment. And it will forever live in the memory of many, many hoops who were there in that crammed main stand. Overcrowded. Crazy, crazy game. Really was. And like I said, the signed picture of Twiggy celebrating is up in Johnny Blues and it's uh, one of our prized possessions. So... We'll move on to the Limerick game that has been moved to Tuesday, August 15th at the Markets Field. So uh, we have to go to Limerick and Galway in the space of three days. And our next two games are live on Airsport, Bowes and Derry. So, um, Watch out for the sprinklers, lads. Watch out for the sprinklers, yeah, nutsy, nutsy in particular. Uh, that friendly we were supposed to play with Cliftonville isn't happening. They'll play Shells instead. So uh, so the Orcs shall infest Tala and contaminate the place on Friday. So let's just pack the stadium. Send this shower back to Pigsburg. Tails between their legs and bows. This one's for you. And keep on hooping, folks. See ya.
I need a dollar 